Good morning, I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyber space through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. Here we go again. We're the How Not to Get Ripped Off by Your Car Dealer team. We've been doing this for years. You've heard the recorded introduction. You know the nuts and bolts, the fundamentals of what we do, and, uh, uh, this is just reporting to you that we are pumped up as usual. Uh, we, we really, really love doing this show. Uh, we're seeing some results slowly. We're, uh, some exciting things are happening in the industry. And some terrible things are happening in the industry. And you're the uh, victims. You folks out there in car truck buying land, car truck leasing land, you're at the mercy of a, a predatory dealer network nationwide. Uh, waiting just like a pack of wolves for you to wander onto their lot and uh, be sold a car at an exorbitantly high price. Uh, prices have never been higher on cars and trucks, leasing prices. It's crazy. Uh, the only good news, you regulars know this, is the car you're driving right now is worth far more than, than it's been last year or the year before. Uh, you're driving a car that's appreciating in value. Uh, so that, that's not bad, except what are you going to do with it? If you sell it, then you got to go out and buy another used or new car, at least one, and then all that profit that you made on selling the car you're driving now goes back. So you're caught between a rock and a hard place. And we're here to help you navigate uh, the really, really, really difficult minefield that you have to go through if you're thinking about leasing or buying a car. Our advice to you is don't. I mean, just play it safe. Don't buy right now. So, and no matter how much I say that, you know, I'm a dealer. We have a we have a Toyota dealership in North Palm Beach, and uh, uh, we're selling cars, and we're selling a lot of cars. Not as many as we sold uh, previously because of the supply situation, but our prices are higher. We're selling cars at MSRP, and gosh, turns out we're the lowest price in town. All the other dealers are marking them up over MSRP, so um, I really, ha I really uh, almost feel uh, uh, conflicted. You know, I'm my heart bleeds for you. I feel your pain as a consumer, but uh, my heart also is happy as a dealer because we're making a lot of money, and uh, I just have to tell the truth. We're that all car dealers are making more money today than they've ever in their entire uh, history. Uh, the manufacturers, that's a little bit variable, but uh, they're doing pretty well. You don't hear the manufacturers crying too much. They wish they could build more cars because they can sell every one they can build, but uh, they're still getting all the money for the car, and they're not doing too bad. So here we are, uh, everybody out there in radio land, oh, by the way, YouTube land, Facebook land, uh, Twitter land, you know, cyberspace, you're, you're, you're listening and watching us and different uh, uh, venues, uh, we welcome your calls. Uh, 
Um, I have an agenda, Nancy, Stu, Rick, we all have things we want to talk about, but that's what we want to talk about. We actually should be listening to you. Uh, what do you want to talk about? Uh, you've got something on your mind. Recently something happened. I know. you got a car. Most of you do. You wouldn't be listening to Earl on Cars if you didn't have a car. If something happened, was it a squeak, rattle, or roll? Uh, was it a gas mileage situation? Or is it on its last legs and you got to buy a car? And you don't want to buy a car because you know you're going to be paying through the nose. What do you do? Well, you can call 877-960-9960. That's 877-960-9960. We will take your phone call. A little heads up, we're having some technical difficulties here at the radio station. And so we're not going to be able to use the laptop to transmit the call numbers and names. We're doing it by text, and we're on a group text uh, that uh, we have two people. Nancy will be receiving a text of your call, and Nancy is sitting to my left. She's my co-host and been with me since the get-go on this radio show, and she will prioritize your phone call, your 877-960-9960. But we got no problem with our YouTube and Rick is monitoring YouTube. Rick Kearney, certified diagnostic master technician. He is the know-it-all, see-it-all, answer-it-all questions about anything. Mechanical, uh, robotic, electronic, what's another word? Computer. He can answer all the questions. So if you want to talk to Rick and you're on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Earl on Cars. YouTube.com forward slash Earl on Cars. Get your question to Rick and he will answer it. I, 99%, I mean, nobody's 100% right, but except Google, Google's 100%. So in that 1%, we, get, we jump on Google, or you can jump on Google and save yourself the time. Okay, youtube.com forward slash Earl on Cars. Text us, just the old-fashioned text, area code 772-497-6530. That text goes right through to us, uh, Stu Stewart, uh, my son, the general manager of our dealership, is sitting across the table here in the studio, and uh, the text go right to him. And he will try to get your text pretty quickly. We prioritize the phone call, and as we do the phone calls, we go to the text. It's all about you. What, you, what are your comments? We don't have to have questions. Uh, your comments sometimes are more fun. I mean, if you have a problem with us, we'd love to hear from you. And if you're timid, no problem. We have youranonymousfeedback.com. That's for the folks that don't want to be, have their privacy invaded. I gave up on that a long time ago. I have no privacy. It doesn't bother me. But to a lot of people, privacy is very important, and we respect that. And there is youranonymousfeedback.com. Go to that address on the web, Y-O-U-R-A-N-O-N-Y-M-O-U-S, feedback. F-E-E-D-B-A-C-K dot com. Your anonymous, anonymous feedback dot com. And say whatever you want, how you want to say it. The only way we will censor it is by vulgarity, profanity, but not essence, not the meaning. If you think I'm crazy, we'll say that you think I'm crazy, but we're not going to use dirty words to describe my mental condition. Although you may think them yourselves, we're not going to repeat that out of respect for other people's dignity or whatever you want to call it. So there we are. 
We're waiting for your calls. We're waiting for your text. And uh, I'm going to introduce Nancy Stewart. She's sitting to my left. She has the automotive news cl clutched in her left hand. And she has her pen in her right hand. And she's going to, she's got a really important notice. If you haven't listened to the show before and you happen to be female, hang on to your hat because she's got some great news for you. Nancy? Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. You're a very important part of the show. Um, here's a question for everyone just to kickstart the radio show this morning. Uh, I'd like you to give us a call with your answer. Uh, how far did you travel? Uh, to purchase a vehicle uh, recently. Uh, it, it's an interesting question, and it's uh, one that uh, Automotive News asks over and over again. And with uh, the car shortage, the consumer is traveling. 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Ladies, were you in control of negotiating uh, for your vehicle this past week? Were you in service and did you get the respect that you were due when you asked a question? This morning, I have $50 for the first two new lady callers. Give us a call, share your thoughts, give us a call and just say hello. 877-960-9960. And again, you can text us 772-497-6530. Don't forget your anonymousfeedback.com. And uh, Jonathan is uh, here to, well, remind me week in and week out about uh, a podcast and uh, uh, the following uh, ways that you, you can hook up with your iPhone and your Android smartphone. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, Stitcher and SoundCloud. So give us a call toll free at 877-960-9960. And now back to the recovering car dealer. I believe yeah. we may have a phone call, but go ahead. I'll check it. Okay. Uh, I was just going to say our mystery shopping report. I was going to introduce Stu Stewart, my son, who was in charge of that. But if we have a phone call, then we will defer that okay. and go to the phone. We're going uh, We're going to go to Doug, who's a regular caller from Boca. Okay. Good great. morning, Doug. Hey, how are you guys? We're great. Fine. So, I'm in a quandary. I have three lease cars. <laughs> One is my mom's, and she wanted to get an extension on it. Um, so they only would give her till uh, July. Mm -hmm. No, I'm sorry, uh, August, August. And when I called up Toyota to see if I could extend it more, they said no. Really? That was a, uh, your Toyota? Mm-hmm. That's wow. my mom's. That I'm surprised. That, uh, how long was the first extension? First ex four months. They did a four months. In oh, the I didn't realize that. Yeah. Well, I thought maybe I, I didn't hear that first part. Yeah. Yeah. Four months is pretty generous, but uh, the, I can see where they draw the line somewhere. So, so Sim's got an accord that the lease has been over, and, and they're extending it to November, which would mean, is that 11 months, Sim? Something like that. Yeah, which I was surprised that Honda did that. Uh-huh. So now, um, 
my mom's car only has 7,000 miles on it. Wow. And the lease is up in August, and I was thinking of purchasing it, but I don't know Definitely. how to how to do that since it's my mom. <laughs> okay. Um, it's Actually, it's, you're with Southeast Toyota Finance, so it's pretty easy. <clears throat> you contact them and let them know that you want to buy the vehicle. Yeah. Now, um, a lot of people think that you have to go to the dealership to do it, um, and you can, um, but we don't recommend that. Um, uh, or you can go directly through the through Southeast Toyota, and you can buy it directly through them. They'll send you a bill uh, for the sale of the car, which is your residual, plus sales tax. Um, I, you'll still have to handle getting the vehicle re- registered, because right now it's registered to Southeast Toyota with you as a driver, or with your mom as a driver. Uh, but... Um, or you can go through a dealership if you're local. You are local. Um, we don't charge anything yeah. to, to purchase your own lease. So if you wanted to um, have a little convenience, you could do it through us, and um, and she'd buy it for whatever was on the contract and um, just sales tax. I think it's 15, which I thought was really a good deal. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Doug, you gotta you can't afford not to exercise your purchase option on lease if you uh, you don't ever want to let that car go back. Uh, to the leasing company or to the dealer or anybody else, that's like a gold mine. You've got you've got accrued there thousands of dollars in uh, profit. Uh, even if you just flip the car, you could turn around and sell it tomorrow and make several thousand dollars. Yeah. So uh, there's a whole lot of uh, uh, interest now in all the uh, lessees. There, matter of fact, uh, Stu and I were talking the other day about the fact that uh, with our used car shortage is a lot of that is everybody's buying their own lease. Mm-hmm. used to be the leases came back, went on the wholesale market, and dealers could buy them. You can't buy them now because people like you are, are getting wise to the fact or, or listening to the that show. you had a bargain. Yeah. <laughs> They're yeah. listening to us. You got a hell of a bargain. Okay. So in this case, you say not to buy a car, but in this case, you're saying, yeah, definitely buy it. Yeah, you buy, buy it because, <laughs> you buy it because you have got an option that's thousands of dollars below the market, uh, the uh uh, market yeah. value. So, if you were to take that car out and put it on a used car lot, uh, even if you didn't retail it, you probably make three or four thousand dollars. And if you want to retail it, you could make five or six thousand dollars. So, it's a it's a real nest egg uh, gold mine thing. You got to jump on, take advantage of. Yeah, when, when they when they leased that car, when you leased that car, the bank had no idea what was going to happen in twenty twenty two or twenty twenty one. So they figured it was going to be worth fifteen thousand dollars, and and they were making out like bandits and. Um, Things turned around, and now you're the bandit. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate it. one more thing. I wanted to get the, the new Toyota Corolla, the top of the line one. Uh-huh. Are you going to have the in it anytime soon? No. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, uh, just with the inventory shortage, um, everything is a considerable wait, um, and probably four to six months, um, maybe, or, or maybe even longer, even for a Corolla. Oh, one more thing, and I'm sorry to take up sure. your time. I have, you know, I have that Honda Civic SI sedan, and they told me that if I, they wanted my car, right? It's on the lease too, and the buyout on that is only fifteen, and supposedly the market value on that is twenty nine thousand. It's <laughs> crazy, yeah. Kaching, kaching. <laughs> Oh, but, congratulations! Okay. But be careful with the Honda. Don't let them charge you any, um, you know, any dealer fees or any inspection fees or anything like that. That's your car. You can buy it. So. Doug, thank you so much for the call this morning. Oh, and Ella and Sim say hello. Oh, oh hi. Hey, Ella. Meow. Y'all have a great weekend. Okay. Give us you. a call again. Thanks, Doug. 
Yeah, you know, uh, Earl Stewart on cars uh, right here. You can get so much information. It's uh, amazing uh, that there are so many people out there that don't realize that they can purchase that lease. And boy, you are going to get a deal of a lifetime. And it is worth definitely looking into exercising your purchasing options. Do it. 877-960-9960 or you can text us at 772-497-6530. We're going to go to Frank who's been holding from West Palm Beach. Good morning, Frank. Good morning. Good morning. Great. My question is, I, I have a uh, 2019 RAV4 Limited that I got from you guys about three years ago and when I pass a intersection, it goes beep, 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 beep. And I'm trying to figure out, can you turn that off? It's probably not reading the, the, uh, the white lines. Do you have the I'm radar crews turned on? Um, I don't know. I'll bet you do. My wife has uh, pretty much the same vehicle. It's a 19 RAV XLE that she's driving. And when you have the lane detection on that detects, you know, the white lines in the road and you have radar crews on, when you pass that white line, it's going to give you an indicator because the radar crews and lane keep assist work together like that. Uh, turn off the radar crews and, you know, when you're not using it and that beeping should turn off. All right. Hmm. I got to figure out what it is. Interesting. Radar. Learn something new every Saturday. Yeah. Exactly. Thanks to Rick. Not every day. Good luck with that. Not I thought, the lane detection. Right. No, it's it's the the lane detection works in conjunction with the radar crews in order to help keep you centered in the lane, especially when you're running with radar crews on. But when the radar crews sees that white line, you know, the, the lane keep sees it and it will it beeps because it you're using radar crews at the same time. It will do that beep at you, but if you if you turn off the radar crews, then the it'll where do you, work normal. Where do you where do you turn it off? On your steering wheel, just look for the the button for cruise control and just touch that until it says cruise off up on your center display. Okay, all right. You you just saved me ninety nine dollars plus tax. <laughs> Glad to do it. Thanks so much, Frank. Well, what, here, here, Here's the story. I was there yesterday at the service, and I mentioned it to the service advisor, which I've never had this fellow before, because when I booked this uh, uh, service call, it didn't give me a choice to pick my service man. So when I got there, I got a different guy. I told him the same story. He said, uh, you can turn it off on your steering wheel. So he comes and shows me, and he pushes the uh, lane detector. I said, no, it's not. I'm not turning that off. I'm turning off the DP. Then he pulled up to the car in front of us real close, and he said, look on the dashboard. Is that the beeping in here? You know, it's the radar because I'm too close to somebody. I said, no. All right, we go in to sign the papers. He says, $99 diagnostic fee to get this now. So maybe you ought to tell this guy what yeah. to do. Well, you, uh, you know, essentially, and uh, you listeners, he's uh, Frank's talking about our dealership. So 
Uh, here, here's one of our own service advisors uh, who isn't significant, isn't trained enough, trained as well on the technology of a 2019 RAV4. It's kind of embarrassing, frankly. And uh, well, he should have had a technician. I mean, we shouldn't yeah, be diagnosing yeah. it in the lane. I'll become a psychologist now. Nobody likes to admit they don't know the answer right. to something. And what people should do when they don't know the answer, they should, uh, the, the, this particular service advisor, they call them, uh, should have asked for a technician like Rick Kearney. Say, I'm sorry, sir, I don't know the answer to that question, but I'm going to check with my technician on this. So instead, uh, he said I, I, he made it a guess. He, he probably thought he was right. And he told the customer, Frank, who was too smart to listen to him, uh, it's going to cost you $99 for me to tell you what I should have already known in the first place. And uh, that's, uh, uh, if it can happen at our dealership, it can happen at any dealership. And probably, and probably it is happening. So uh, get, anytime someone's going to try to charge you anything, uh, get another opinion especially on diagnostic fees, because uh, di that diagnostic fee would have find out that you didn't have to do anything. So we're going to charge you $99 to tell you that you don't have to do anything. The technician, when it went back in the shop, yeah. the tech would have said, this is all it is, and they wouldn't have charged. You hope. Well, I, I if it had been me, I know. Oh, well, I know you wouldn't. I'm just, I'm just, I'm being real here, folks. Yeah. So, Frank, thank you very much. I appreciate the call, and we all learned, including Stu and I and Nancy and Rick, a, a lesson, and the listeners learned a lesson, is be careful when you're talking to service advisors and car dealerships. I was going to ask the, uh, the manager there, I think Matt is his name? Mark. The service department. Mark. Mark. Yeah, well, I was close. I had the end. Yep. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I was going to ask, talk to him, but he had people in his office, so I went home. I knew it wasn't right. That's okay. We'll talk to, we're going to talk to Mark for you. <laughs> Thank you so much this morning yeah. for sharing with us. Uh, we do appreciate your call. Please give us a call back again. We're a little backed up on our phone calls, so sorry to cut you short. Have a wonderful okay, weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960. Ladies, $50 for the first two new lady callers. We're going to go to Kathy. She's reporting back. Uh, she gave us a call. Uh, I'm not sure what week it was, but uh, she's calling us from Lake Worth. Excuse me, Lake Park. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. I just thought I used to listen to car talk on uh, PBR all the time mm -hmm. when I traveled in my car around the state of Florida, and I miss being able to listen to things like this and, and uh you are, we are neighbors here in Lake Park. I just wanted to tell a quick story. I have an older model car, much older, and the air conditioning went out a couple weeks ago. And I was puffing it out, driving around, thinking, what am I going to do? Where am I going to take this thing? Because everybody's saying, oh, it's going to cost you thousands of dollars and this, that, and the other. Well, as much as we like our neighbors, I have a local family-owned uh, repair shop that I've taken vehicles to for many, many years. And I thought, you know what? Speaking of diagnostics, I'm going to take my car in there and just see what they say because I'm not sure I want to be purchasing something new in, in these economic terms and times, but I also don't want to be dying of the heat in my car. Long story short, 
it was a relay. It cost me not a, not $200, but certainly not $2,000. And I just wanted to give a shout out to all of you people who take care of us girls and guys, our family, our kids, our grandkids. <laughs> and uh, that's my good story of a good neighbor local businessman who had me in air conditioning yesterday and um, actually earlier this week traveling to Tampa and back with air conditioning. Yay, thanks for taking such good care of us, everybody out there. Hey, stay cool. Uh, <laughs> Kathy, thanks so much for this call. Great call, thank you, We Kathy. really appreciate you, and all of everyone out there appreciates your call, and the ladies love your call. And it's hot out there. Uh, yeah, for sure. Extremely. <laughs> uh, and uh, that Tampa ride, boy, when you got there, I bet you could really appreciate the AC. Uh, Kathy, stay right. in touch with us. We love hearing from you. Will do for certain. Thanks so very much. Have a great day, everybody. Happy Father's Day. Oh, thank, thank you. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye. Uh, we're we're going to go to uh, Howard. Uh, Howard's been holding, and uh, he calls us from Jupiter. Good morning, Howard. Good morning, and and uh, happy Father's Day to all the fathers listening. Um, my question is uh, about a friend of mine who. Uh, was living in Delray. He's a snowbird. He left his uh, car uh, for two years in Delray. Came back, and uh, he needed a gas line, which they put in. And uh, he started driving the car. This is a uh, 2010 Malibu. And the car was shaking all over and vibrating. And, uh, and he brought it to... Um, um, an alignment place. I told them that's the wrong place to bring it to, but uh, they couldn't do anything because they couldn't uh, uh, they couldn't loosen anything to get the, to the correct alignment. So we left it there, and uh, now he's considering it taking it to another place. And before you take it someplace, I, I think you should jump the car because I think a car sitting two years, yeah. 2010 Malibu, oh. should be junked. I don't think you should do anything about it. But what my question is. Uh, he, he was able to drive the car uh, uh, below 40 miles an hour and was shaking and everything. What would cause a car to shake, especially a car that's been sitting for two, uh, uh, for two years? Um, I, I don't think it's the alignment. I think it's, it has to be something else. Uh, so, what do you, Rick, what do you think uh, the, the problem with that car is? Could be quite a few things, but the two major ones that pop to mind, first one is flat spotting on the tires yeah. when your tires sit in one position with the weight of the car on them for a good long time two years <laughs> yeah I like the tire, that tires are square yeah <laughs> it, it develops a, a literally it pushes that tire out of shape so it's got a flat spot where it's been sitting and as you're driving every time it hits that spot it's gonna thump and shake and of course the tires don't all rotate at the same speed because you you know turning left and right so they're going to get out of sync and you're going to get all this thumping and bumping from all four corners uh, now sometimes that will cure itself as the tires heat up sometimes they will actually regain their original round shape sometimes they won't the other thing that's most likely is the brakes the brake rotors and the brake drums get rust and uh, surface debris and corrosion and as you're driving, when your pads and the shoes are hitting that, 
that will actually cause it to shake and vibrate even, even quite a bit. Even when you don't put your foot on the brake? Even when you're not stepping on the brake. Oh. Yep. Wow. Because when, when, those, when you release the brakes, the pads and shoes only move away from the, the rotor and drums by a tenth of a millimeter, mm -hmm. just a very tiny, tiny little bit. That way, when you step on the brakes, you only have to step a little bit, and you've got full brakes. So they're really close, and when things are out of shape, you know, it's going to bounce and shake that car around quite a bit. Okay, so two things you're saying are tires and brakes cause that problem. First yeah. things I'd look at. And the biggest advice is don't leave your car for two years without driving it. That, I mean, we worry about leaving the car for six months. This is a new record. Two years, I'm amazing the car runs. Hmm. I mean, it's just so many things in South Florida that can happen to a car sitting there for two years. Yeah, and you know, my car sat in the garage for two weeks. I came home, my car was dead. So, hmm. just a heads up. <laughs> Next question for uh, Rick. Uh, if you're gonna leave, a, for example, I'm, I'm a snowbird, and uh, but I'm starting to spend more time in Florida instead of six months. I'm spending like eight, ten months going up to uh, New York for two months. Uh, now, about that two months, should I uh, unhook the battery, put it on a trickle charge, and uh, would that be sufficient uh, to, to bring the car back to the Yeah, for, for two months, you'd be okay. A trickle charger, and I wouldn't worry about putting, no matter what anyone says, no chemical additives. Don't don't do any sort of like fuel stabilizers. Not for two months. Uh, again, when you get back, take the car for a drive as soon as possible to help smooth out the tires. Because in two months they're going to start to develop a little bit of flat spot, and just basically get it some exercise. Um, there's a lot of controversy about the idea of whether you should leave it with a full tank or an almost empty tank. Modern cars, I, anything built in the last five years, I wouldn't even consider that a worry. I, I wouldn't even consider that. Uh, just a trickle charger on the battery to help keep the computer's memories alive. And then when you get here, just take it for a nice, easy drive and kind of give it time to wake everything back up and smooth it out. You gave me another idea. Um, I can actually uh, jack up the tires. Uh, front, you know, I, I have enough jacks to do that. Would that help the tires if I uh, jack the front and, and the rear tires? I was thinking the same thing, Howard. I, what, what do you think? That would definitely help prevent any flat spots, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I wouldn't use just jacks. I'd put it up on, on safety stands so that it, you you don't have a chance of it getting uh, falling over, literally. Uh, you know, I never thought of that. Uh, safety stands. Check check up the front, and uh, higher than the safety stands. Then let uh, check down and let it rest on the safety stands. Uh, where do you buy these safety stands? Any auto parts store. Okay. Don't hurt yourself, Howard. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay. Uh, no, you can no, also get them on Amazon or pretty much anywhere. No, I was when I was in the army. I was uh, in the motor pool. So I worked on jeeps, so I, I, I know how to jack the car up and take the battery out, and, uh, you know, all things like that. And uh, by the way, you're the only person that knows what sporting a car is. I, I asked about ten people, knowledgeable people. Do you know you could afford a car? And they said to me, "You got to be crazy! How can you afford a car?" And uh, 
Rick, you're the only one knows about fording a car. Uh, is that when you take it out of the uh, river and around a rapid? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you used to ford the Jeeps. When the Jeeps go over water, you, you, you would uh, make sure that uh, uh, it's, it's, it's waterproof. Right, right. Yeah. Howard, it's been a pleasure. You got to keep can the we, exhaust and intake up in the air and make sure everything's as dry as can be. Answer any more of your questions? Yeah, one question. Where can I buy a car that goes in water? <laughs> they I all go in water. They call them, they call them submarines. <laughs> They're very expensive. No, no, they, have car, they still have cars that, that, that do that. I believe, Rick. Amphicars. There actually was a car <laughs> built back in the 60s called the Amphicar that you could switch the powertrain to run propellers. The car was pretty well sealed watertight, and you could drive right into the water, switch it over to propellers, and it turned into a little boat. And they were incredibly slow, and they leaked, and they didn't work, but they were an awesome concept. And they sank sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, Listen, I I kid you not, someone did it in Central Park, (laughs) and uh, uh, he got a ticket. (laughs) (laughs) He drove it in. (laughs) Okay, kids, we got to wrap it up. Thank you for listening, (laughs) Howard. Thank you for all the information and the questions. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Don't forget, ladies, $50 for the first two new lady callers. Call and say hello. Call and ask us a question. Uh, we, I'm going to talk about Earl's latest blog. And uh, you can pick up uh, this beautiful written amazing column blog and uh you could go to earl on cars number one number two you can uh pick up the hometown news the florida weekly but it uh is near and dear to our hearts and some of the calls that came in earlier when we started the show when you purchased your leased car when you purchased your leased car participating in a class action lawsuit to repay you this is an amazing story and we have an amazing uh caller who has been in touch with us for uh, quite some time and uh, he may even uh, did you talk to him this morning earl will he be calling no but i, well, I just noticed the headline i thought the headline was when you purchase your leased car you pay too much money so uh, that's what it was supposed to be. I must have made a mistake. Oh, boy. But, uh, and I proofread it. Uh, when you purchase your lease car, you pay too much. Uh, and uh, this is a blog soliciting business. And I can do this. The uh, lawyers can't do it. And I'm not even sure the plaintiffs can do it. But uh, we have a, a very, very courageous, intelligent man by the name of Moshe Katzenberg. Is it Katzenberg? Katzenberg. Katzenberg. Yeah, that is uh, from the Miami area, South Florida. Hopefully he's listening, and hopefully Moshe will call the the show. And he's working uh, with a very, very talented class action attorney. And we're trying to find out if you were a victim out there when you were trying to buy, exercise your option to buy your lease car from the dealer. And uh, if 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 you created a, if there was a problem, uh, you can participate in this uh, class action shoot. Uh, we have the contact information for Moshe Katzberg at cot- it's at hotmail.com. That's his email address, Moshe, M-O-S-H-E, Katzberg, K-A-T-Z-B-U-R-G. That's one word. That's his last name, um, Katzberg, K-A-T-Z-B-U-R-G, at hotmail.com. Moshe, M-O-S-H-E, 
K-A-T-Z-B-U-R-G, at hotmail.com. And you can also call him uh, at area code 845-323-6143. I hate to give you all, all these numbers and email addresses. I know it's frustrating, but if you were victimized and you had a lease car and you heard uh, Doug, uh, one of the earliest calls to the show this morning, asking advice, he has three lease cars, and he understands that he's got himself a bargain. The lease cars that are coming back off lease are thousands of dollars below the market value. And you have an option on your lease. You might not even know or you might not have known that you had that option. If you do and you have been to a dealer and they charged you more than the purchase option price, then you got screwed. I mean, you were really taken advantage of. So um, there's, a, there's a dealer in South Florida that's, that's lining up participants for a class action suit and let me tell you something, the leasing companies in the United States and the dealerships in the United States, a high percentage of these are guilty of charging you more than your purchase option price. That's a violation of the Consumer Lending, of the Consumer Leasing Act, 1976. So, again, call Moshe, M-O-S-H-E, Katzberg, at area code 845-323-6143. That's area code 845-3281-6143, and tell him what happened. He'll pass it along to his attorney. Attorney can't solicit this directly, but he can, and he can pass it along to his attorney. And you can participate in this class action suit if you were victimized by a leasing company or a dealer because they charged you more than your purchase option price, which was a bargain, let me tell you. Uh, Doug, the earlier caller, he, he had uh, one vehicle. Was it $7,000 less yeah. than, than the market value? So if a dealer overcharged you, he was taking away that profit that you have in your purchase option agreement that's guaranteed in writing. They're taking that away from you. So uh, listen to this carefully, and if you were victimized, let us know. I think this is going to be a new trend. I mean, can you? are you excited? Here's Oh, yeah. Here's a... Attorney General for Lori, remember that, mm -hmm. and she's still working on that. And she claims that the uh, dealership, uh, just uh, Edmore's uh, Cadillac, just didn't cooperate with her, and more or less shrugged her off. And uh, she uh, has uh, complained. She, you know, took advantage of all of the avenues that she could possibly take. And she called us mm -hmm. and uh, we talked and we've talked several times. Uh, so uh, at any rate, um, she paid too much. And uh, it's right. I just pulled it up in front of the uh, camera, Jonathan, if you want to put that up there. And uh, it's just an exciting time. Yeah, I she, mean, here's she, number two. She should call Moshe Katzberg at 845-323-6143. Moshe Katzberg, M-O-S-H-E, Katzberg, K-A-T-Z-B-U-R-G, at hotmail.com or area code 845 Three two three six one four three. Find out if she can participate in that class action suit against all the dealers and leasing companies uh, all over the United States that are victimizing leasing customers. Yeah, absolutely, and she went on to Del Rey uh, to uh, Ed Moore's Cadillac, mm -hmm. and uh, Lori's up in uh, Hope Sound. So uh, at any rate, uh, uh, her phone number seven seven two four eight five two seven seven six. So all of you out there that, you know, want to 
you know, talk with, you want to talk with, you know, the same conversation and what's going on. Uh, this isn't unusual. There's a lot of stuff going on that's not talked about. And form yourself like a cult. And, well, as I say, a coup d'etat uprising 877-960-9960 or you can text us at 772-497-6530 again ladies $50 for the first two new lady callers now back to the recovering car dealer let's get some text for youtube all right we got a Anne marie's got a text waiting for us let me jump over to that uh Emery says, good morning. Sometimes I toy with the idea of renting a different vehicle to see what the new models are like. Good luck with that. Um, and if it would fit me and or my garage. Uh, since car rental companies don't always have the vehicle brand um, I want to rent, I wonder if dealers might rent the various models I'm interested in. This prompts the following questions. Uh, do all car dealers rent cars or just dealers with body shops? Uh, do car dealers have most makes and models uh, to rent or only a few? Uh, number three, how much does it cost to rent a vehicle from your dealership? And number four, considering that vehicles have been in short supply, do you uh, do you even have enough rental vehicles to cover customers with cars um, in the shop and those who are curious about driving something different? Thank you. Well, I can jump on some if you want to. No, I was just going to say that there is a website out there, a source, might even be an app. And we talked about it. I can't remember whether it was on the radio show. If you Google it, Anne-Marie, you're extremely good on, on computers and smartphones. If you Google it, there is a source that does exactly what you're talking about. And uh, I shame on me for not writing it down. or I'll, I'll I probably Google did. It. I can't find it. I'll, I'll Google something. Uh, yeah, there is a more. source. But, yeah, uh, think about it right now. The car shortage, you want to drive a car. You don't want to go in and get, fall into the talons of the dealer and have him attack you when you're trying to look at a car. Probably doesn't even have a car that you want to buy in inventory. So all you want to do is just say, do I really want the car? There is a source. Stu's looking for it now. Well, we'll I'll, I will in a second after we answer your question yeah uh so do all dealers rent cars no not all dealers rent cars um some dealers rent cars some have really good rental departments some have very terrible, few very, very few. few rent cars yeah um number two do car dealers have most makes and falls to rent well speaking of the 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 uh dealers that do have uh rental departments no they don't have all makes and models uh, they have the ones that are probably going to best serve their the rental needs and also um their used cars because after they're done being rental cars um they try and sell them as used cars um and how much does it cost to rent a vehicle from our dealership um that it depends on the model like a, a van is um like 120 dollars a day and the cars are down closer to like 50 or 60 um, but we have everything online um, with the prices listed. So you can you can go there if you want to see that. Um, concerning the vehicles in short supply, do you have enough? No, we don't. I mean, it's, it, it's really tight. We're, we're currently meeting the needs of our service department and, and also the just to regular customers. Um, but to have enough vehicles to sh for all the models to show us, it's, that's, it, we can't. As a matter of fact, our source of rental cars through Toyota has been drastically um, cut back because of the inventory, they're all coming from the same place. They're coming from uh, Toyota factories. Yeah, so. normally rental car companies can buy directly from the factory, but not 
literally directly, but for all intents and purposes, yeah. directly. And uh, they buy at a special price. And rental car companies, for you know, forever, have been able to buy rental cars dirt cheap. It was a source of excess production for our manufacturers, and there was never a problem. Today, the rental companies are actually paying sticker price and above. The dealers are actually selling cars at the auction to rental car companies yeah. for over sticker price. Yeah. So new, new cars, a, they're buying whatever they can buy. Yeah. This cars, and it's all very expensive, and that's driving the rates up really high, too. All right. That's, uh, thank you, Anne-Marie. It's a great, great set of questions. Um, here's another one here. It says, I saw Kia and Hyundai. Uh, wait, I saw Kia and Hyundai are the same company. Uh, dealers are charging 15%. I'm sorry, that was that from last Saturday? I remember reading this one. There we go. This is from Negan One. Um, there's a story. He just sent a news story about um, there is a performance shop. A mechanic had a bunch of vehicles in the shop, collected a bunch of money to modify them and make them performance cars. And then he took off with all the engines and the cash and left all the cars without engines and ripped off. I don't know how many people, a bunch of people, but he sent the link to the story. Hmm. Um, Negan asked the question. He says, if you're going to have, have to pay, if you're going to pay money to have your car modified with a lot of money, um, he would think it would be best, best to pay a little at a time or have a, some kind of escrow account. <laughs> that might be safe. I didn't know it was that dirty of a business. I mean, Sounds usually. Sounds to me like he was. <laughs> Fast and furious. That's what it sounds like, <laughs> and uh, he, he was he left quite fast and furiously with those engines. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I don't know for like a like special project like that. Usually, there's a deposit involved and there's a balance due when the work is mm-hmm. done. Um, so yeah, if you're going to pay anybody up front for everything, you better that better be your mama. <laughs> you better know that person. Um, do you have any uh, YouTube uh, comments coming? I've out? got a couple. Great. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, first one here is from John Strine. He says, got a story on pricing for you. Stopped into Toyota of Vero Beach just to see what they had. Salesperson met me and told him what I was looking for, and I asked about pricing. He gave me an MSRP on a Venza and a Highlander Hybrid, and then said, of course, there's a $10,000 to $12,000 markup over <laughs> MSRP plus taxes and fees. John says, I smiled and asked, over MSRP? He said, yes. It's just supply and demand, and every dealership is charging more than MSRP. And Donovan, our buddy Donovan, came in. By the way, that was the same dealership that sold... I think it was like 20 brand new Toyotas at the auction, making about seven, five, six thousand on each one of them. Wow. Brand new. Donovan says, speaking of Toyota of Vero Beach... I got a random text message from a salesperson I interacted with in 2021. This past, uh, he got the text this past Wednesday. He asked if I was still interested in a car they had a few. I said, maybe I was not, or I was, yeah, excuse me. I said, maybe I was, but not with their crazy 10K markup. The salesman replied back with, it's the market, bud, Biden's fault. Oh, really? I was shocked that that became political within five minutes. That's so funny. I told him to leave me alone and left a negative review. A few hours later, I got a call from the general manager, Joe, who could not stop apologizing for what the salesman did. It was totally uncalled for, and he totally agreed. He was shocked one of their salespeople did that. And Donovan's advice, be careful where you shop today. Oh, yeah. Boy. 
great. It's yeah. always been crazy. great hearing from Donovan. But it, apparently some of these salesmen out there are just so hungry. Yeah. Oh, they're utilizing different <laughs> tactics now. What, that's what know. we see in every shop. It's always like they justify their, their markup and say everybody else is doing it. Yep. I've never had a whole bunch of seen so much uh, justification. Hey. Exactly. Rationalization. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, speaking of justification, uh, I, I want to guide you towards WWWF, Florida Law Protecting Car Buyers. Go there. It will definitely help you with the car dealers that are breaking the law. Now back to Stu. Yep. I'm jumping over to the anonymous feedback. Um, we haven't really hyped that today, but we have our anonymous uh, feedback line. You go to youranonymousfeedback.com. We can't tell where it came from or who you are. It's encrypted. At least they tell it is. We trust it. I haven't been able to, to find any anonymous <laughs> textures. I haven't really tried. But uh, The first one um, says, I just watched your mystery shop of Roundtree Moore Ford of Lake City. This is just another case of dealer greed. When there's pushback from the customer, the dealer blinks. There will be a day of reckoning when greedy stealerships, I love that term, stealerships, will regret um, hosing their customers. Yeah, um, you know, smart business people kind of realize. Uh, Carl Sewell um, had a comment in his book that we all read a long time ago that kind of informed our, you know, the way we think about like customer service. And he says, you can uh, shear a sheep for many years, but you can only skin them once. And what's happening now is um, there's a lot of dealers out there skinning people <laughs> alive, and it's going to come back to burn them. So this anonymous uh, commenter hit the nail on the head. Um, this is from this is for Earl. It says, "Hello, Earl, and thank you for being a YAA Premium member. I have a question for you comparing the Highlander all-wheel drive plat uh, Platinum to the comparable." Hyundai Palisade calligraphy all-wheel drive. Um, can you give us an opinion? I saw this came in last week, so I looked into it, and I'm, I, I want to address it. Um, and I'm going to get a dirty look from, from my father. I'm going to recommend the, the Highlander. Um, and the reason for that, um, um, I did a side-by-side -side comparison on Edmunds. And basically, if you go down all the features, they're pretty much uh, they, the same. All the luxury features, they have everything. Um, the Palisade, the Hyundai has a small advantage on interior room, uh, but overall they're all they're pretty much equal. They're close in, in starting price, but the cost to drive um, is significant. The depreciation um, in the Highlander is so much less, um, so it actually winds up being about seven thousand dollars cheaper to drive over five years. And then I jumped over to Consumer Reports for you, and I saw that both the uh, 2022 Highlander um, Platinum and the Hyundai Palisade are both recommended by Consumer Reports, um, but the Highlander edges out by one point. They got a score of 88 versus the Palisade 87. So all things being equal, unless you're a bigger person, you might be more comfortable um, if you're really tall in the uh, in the uh, Hyundai. So yeah, I think you know I. I don't think you need to go out there and buy the car that Consumer Reports says is the best. You can get the second best or the third best. Uh, the one thing I think you should uh, you should adhere to, don't buy a car that Consumer Reports says you shouldn't buy. I mean, yeah. uh, I you know you're listen today most of the cars are really good. I mean most of the new cars out there in the late model use are really really good cars, but Consumer Reports has a really valuable list. And these are these are cars that are just terrible. They they have a high a high cost of maintenance and repair. Uh, they break down all the time. Uh, they have a terrible resale value. They're not safe. 
mean, hey. you know, it's only about 10%, but... Those are called red flags. Yeah, <laughs> so, so look, at the, look at the 10%. It's not going to cost you a whole lot of aggravation not to have to buy one car out of 10. Right. But don't buy that, that terrible car. Just check your consumer right. reports for the worst cars. Right. Red is bad. Yeah, that is bad. If there's red, bad. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is probably for Rick. Definitely for Rick. Uh, Rick, any idea what might cause the tire pressure light to stay on even though the tires are all good? I double-checked all four, and they each have the same pressure. Uh, first thing the question is depending on the car have you checked the spare some cars have a full-size spare with a sensor in them uh, a lot of pickups had that although now they've gone away from it they try to save money so they've gone back to not having a, a sensor in the spare and the other thing is when you first start the car up if your tire light blinks for about 30 or 40 seconds then it's a very good possibility that one of the sensors has failed. Maybe the battery has died, or the sensor has broken, or has basically just given up the ghost. Yeah. Well, let's just hope that he skipped the, skipped the spare. <laughs> and that's actually a very common thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, people, I, would, I didn't think of that well, for a second. He's, he checked all four tires, but yep. he might have a fifth tire, unless he's got a really new car. And he, even so, if even if you checked the other four, check your spare anyways. The donut... Because a lot of folks, you wouldn't believe yeah. how many times they go to try to put a tire on, and that spare is flat, and suddenly you're you're totally stuck. Right, and you feel really dumb. <laughs> well, especially because you're happen to be crossing the state, you're in the middle of State Road 80, and there's no cell signal, and the there's, mosquitoes and, are coming out, and, and alligators coming towards you. Yeah, mosquitoes. That's the, ga the gators don't bother. The, the gators don't scare me. It's the mosquitoes. <laughs> the mosquitoes. That's true. They, okay. they kill more people yeah. than any other animal on earth. So. Okay, Absolutely. Guys, uh, I'm going to interrupt you. We're going to go back to the phones because John from Palm City is holding. Good morning, John. Good morning to everyone. I want to announce a recall. Serious. Ford announced this week. NHTSA Ford vehicles from 2013 to 2021. 2.9 vehicles involved. Various models. You have to go look and find out on a computer. Uh, Rick will probably explain maybe the reason it happens. The, the ship lever is in park and automatically it drops itself into drive. Now the good news is nobody's been killed yet, but NHTSA announced four injuries and six uh, reports of uh, property damage. Well, so, you know what? Uh, John, uh, uh, it, this is rhetoric. <laughs> yeah, you know, you ask yourself, you know, here's Ford. Uh, I won't go into uh, money and all this rant. Earl will probably throw me out of here. He's heard this over and over again from me lately. But here we have Ford, a Ford dealership. They're under investigation for selling recalled, recalled cars trucks i mean what is up with that are they so desperate to make money that they're going to sell a recall people's lives are in danger that's my comment to your call well, i fully agree with you thank god so far nobody was killed yeah it is a ford escape aware of it if they're driving a 2013 to 2021 to get on top of this because it's a very serious problem. Yes, and Rick will probably explain, they, to say there's some kind of defect in a bearing that makes the gear shift lever drop from park into drive. Can you uh, exonerate on that a little bit, Rick? 
Uh, most likely what's happening is it's worn to such a position that when you shift into park, it's not fully engaging into park, and that shifter can then basically fall back out of position. Uh, my first recommendation, if you have a car that even might be under this, always apply the parking brake as well as making sure that it is firmly in park before you get out of the car and always check your VIN number, any VIN number, all your VIN numbers on NHTSA.gov to see if your car might have an open recall on it for any safety recalls and if you are covered under a recall get it done as quickly as possible. Well then it con continues as Nancy said what's going on with Ford. Ford vehicles, the EV Mustangs, okay? The electric vehicles, mm -hmm. the, the battery cable overheats and it can uh, go on fire. Uh -oh. uh, that's uh, also at high speeds it can happen. So actually, on these 49,000 Mustangs, Ford has stopped selling them until this problem is corrected on any new one that's delivered. But it's another recall that was announced at the same time. 49,000 EV Mustangs, battery cable, absolutely can go on fire. Ouch. And, and John, uh, uh, I think it's uh, uh, Healy Brothers, uh, Healy Brothers Ford in uh, Beacon, New York. Uh, they're one of the culprits uh, that have sold a, a recalled vehicle. Well, it's, it's so serious, it's out of hand completely. And that we've been going on history of recalls, it goes way back when. And it only gets noted when NHTSA announces publicly. And these recalls that I just mentioned today are only going out after July 1st. So people just better get on top of it. And 290 million, John, you said? What's that? 290 million? No, 2.9 million. 2.9 million. Oh, yeah, 2.9 million. million. 2013 <laughs> <means> to 2021. <laughs> 2.9 still. So, uh, Earl, how many of uh, those will eventually get fixed? 20% uh, of those? Uh, 25%. Okay, that's better. Crazy. One fast question for Rick, if, if he has a minute. My friend has, you know, the delayed wipers, windshield wipers, which came out 55 years ago. Intermittent uh, the wipers, wiper yeah. wiper works, but the delayed part don't work. Does he have to replace the whole wiper motor? Uh, unlikely. It might be just the switch itself, or it might be the wiper motor. Um, that would need to be checked out. Okay. One of the greatest inventions we've ever had, though. It's so great that you can slow down uh, the uh, wiper. Earl and I are from the era where you it was a vacuum operated, and you stepped high on the gas, and your wipers got wiped out because <laughs> of the vacuum. But the electric in general was a wonderful thing that they put huh. on automobiles. I never knew that. Yep. that Vacuum-powered, uh, like pneumatic uh, windshield wipers? Yeah, it worked yep. off the fuel huh. pump. Huh. Michael explained it briefly, but... And thank God for the electric wipers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, GM used to have the uh, AC controls for switching your airflow vacuum-powered. Weird. Okay, John, John exactly. it's great hearing from you. Do you have uh, any inform other information to share with us or a question? Well, it's just a history of the guy. I mean, Robert Kearns invented that delayed wipers 55 years ago, and he put it on a 62 Ford Galaxy, and then he went to Ford to try to sell them the uh, uh, patent, and they said no. So what happened, then Ford copied it in 69, 
he sued Ford. <laughs> he, he got a lot of money from them, and then Mercedes adopted it, and then Chrysler, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But he sued all of them. But it was so hard on his marriage and his health that he actually wound up in a uh, uh, mental. This needs to be turned into a movie. Oh, that's not good. It was. It was? <laughs> You're kidding me, really? John. No, this is a true story about him. That- but he invented that patent, and the reason he invented it, at his wedding, he uh, popped a, a champagne, and the cork went in his eye, and then he had a lot of surgeries. So he just thought about this blinking therapy, and he adopted it to a patent. Which he Unbelievable. Find this Thanks for breaking it down for us, John. You're okay. always filled with so much information. Give us a call again next week. All Happy right, Father's guys. Day, John. Thank you. Thanks, Thank John. You. That's great. 877 960 9960, or you can text us at 772 497 6530. You distracted me with your hat. Uh, I want to officially wish my husband, the recovering car dealer, a very happy Father's Day. Happy Father's and Day, Daddy. You will put your your uh, hat on. Thank you. Your 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 hat 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 hat. hat. <laughs> okay, moving right along here. Oh, real quick, we're gonna. There is a mo- the movie, by the way, about the guy that invent- it's called Flash of Genius. I just looked it up, starring oh, Greg yeah? Kinnear, about the guy who invented intermittent wish- uh, windshield wipers, and I'm going to rent that tonight. <laughs> Interesting. Continue. Please. Interesting. Okay, uh, Earl's Vigilantes. Uh, Earl has his hat over there, and uh, he wears it well. And uh, I want to ask all of you to help us out. Go to Earl on Cars. Look at that. He's looking good in that hat. Uh, Jonathan didn't get a picture. <laughs> okay, uh, we're having some fun here. Uh, but on all seriousness, uh, Earl's uh, Vigilantes, you can you can go to uh, Earl on Cars, get all that information. And also we need volunteers for, you know, helping some of our seniors or maybe some that are young who can't maneuver themselves through, uh, you know, the uh, Internet. So give us a hand. Uh, you'll be helping uh, us and you'd be helping a lot of n- a lot of your neighbors uh, we've been interrupted okay uh, Stu yeah I got some more anonymous feedback uh, this one uh, just came in a few days ago uh, our dealers stockpiling vehicles off-site to give a perception of scarcity uh, no we're not <laughs> no. Uh, I, I haven't heard any information or seen anything they're like doing that. the opposite they're giving a, yeah. a, 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 an illusion of having cars in stock and they yeah. don't as a matter of fact the manufacturers are doing the same thing we're having a, a little a disagreement with Toyota I think they're slowly coming along but as far as I know all the manufacturers when they when they uh, have cars that are in the pipeline, uh, they allow the dealers either that or they themselves indicate on the dealer's website that the cars are in stock and they're not. So uh, don't worry about a de- dealer hiding cars. Just worry about right. him saying he has cars because they don't. Right, exactly. Fake cars. Um, next anonymous feedback question. If you do an inventory swap with another dealer that is charging an excessive market adjustment for the car, do they pass along that charge? Are you compelled to pass it along to your customer? No, we do not. If they do, uh, will you tack on an equal market adjustment fee to the car you're swapping with them? No, uh, it's up to the individual dealer how they want to price their cars. So if one dealer wants to charge 10000 over MSRP um, and, some, and they 
dealer trades that car with another dealer, that 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 dealer is not going to well. Unless the dealers are very selfish at yeah. dealer trading, and even before the COVID phenomena, supply demand situation, uh, dealers always tried to screw other dealers. Why not? Uh, they screw the customers. They screw the uh, they dealers. When you dealer trade a car, they'll try to add. Uh, uh, junk fees to the car right. to the other dealer. I mean, it's, I'll, I'll get a little they more don't care spe- who they More screw. specifically, they'll, they'll have packages. So yeah. if you want to get a, uh, let's say, a, a Camry from another dealer, yeah. you have to get their pinstriping and their uh, whatever garbage yeah. they put on the car, and they'll charge $500 to that the dealer. dealers don't like to dealer trade cars. Yeah. They have to dealer trade cars. And so uh, the only reason a dealer will trade a car with another dealer is because the other dealer has got a car that he wants. So if, if the other dealer's got a car this dealer wants and vice versa, then the swap happens. But it's, yeah. but it's well, let me actually there's a, there's a caveat to my answer. Um, in the cases where the dealer's cost is increased by that car to get it, yeah, that gets passed along to the customer. Um, but in most cases, it's just a couple hundred dollars. But these market adjustments, no, that's not that's not happening no. there. So I'm all caught up, I believe. Uh, oh, I. Th- now we might. Do you remember answering a question about your engineering background last week? No. Okay. So not a car question, but just curious. With your engineering background, did you ever visit the Coral Castle? Did we talk about that? The Coral Castle. Try to figure out how it was built by just one small man. <laughs> no. I've never heard of the Coral Castle. I'll Google Ed, it for you. At least. Okay. Is that is that in Key West area or South uh, Miami. Miami. It's uh, the the guy. Uh, He's a, a European immigrant. Came over many years ago. Oh yeah, I know. That. And he, he built this entire area out of out of big pieces of coral that nobody has any clue how he moved right. these. It's like the pyramids of Egypt, right? Things, yeah. Yeah. Huge blocks of cocaine. I've heard of it, but I don't yeah. don't know the details. Yeah. So you don't know how he did it? UFOs, hmm? magnetic levitation. Well, probably UFOs. I think. All right. Okay, we're caught up with text anonymous feedback. <coughs> Back to the recovering car dealer. Yeah, there's an article Nancy reminded me on the way to the show this morning. Uh, it's in a trade journal magazine, part of Automotive News. It's the service version of it. And it was I learned something from this. I'm really surprised. Uh, talking about body shops, collision repair centers, uh, and the fact that most people are not um, thinking about taking their... I thought that the the insurance companies were overly influencing uh, customers to take the uh, their damaged cars to a preferred shop or you know a, a Allstate, State Farm, Geico preferred shop, and they have certain guidelines. According to this article, they don't. They did, there was a survey done, um, so I learned something from the article. But what what you can learn is this from the article is there. Body shops are scarce today. Manuf- uh, dealers don't like body shops because they can't make as much money as they'd like, and there are a lot of reasons for that. The number one reason being insurance companies pay the dealer in the insurance company, and they pay the customer, but the dealer ends up with the money if they have a body shop. And the uh, Allstate, State Farm, Geico, they're pretty uh, frugal. They don't want to overspend on a repair. So... Uh, if you if you have a damaged car, you should try to find a dealer uh, body shop. You should probably find a dealer that owns his own body shop because he will use your factory recommended parts. Your factory OEM, they call them, original equipment manufacturer. The factory parts 
are the ones that are tested for safety, and they're also tested for quality. And the other body shops are inclined to use the cheapest part they can find. So they'll they'll find a part from Taiwan or or, or Korea or or Vietnam, or they shop the world over, and they buy the cheapest parts they can find, and. They take the check they get from the insurance company, and if the insurance company won't pay them more money, one way to make more money is to buy a cheaper part. If you go, if you got a Lexus, go to a Lexus body shop. If you got a Chevrolet, go to a Chevrolet dealer's body shop. And the insurance companies should cooperate with you on that. They might give you a hard time, but according to this article, they won't. Uh, give it a try, and I would be very pushy if I had a Buick. I'd want to find a Buick dealer body shop. Uh, I wouldn't want to just take it to an independent shop or I wouldn't want to take it to a Toyota dealer's body shop because then he's got to buy the parts from the Buick dealer. If he's going to use OEM, chances are he probably wouldn't use OEM. He'd use cheap aftermarket parts. So that's my tip of the day. Okay. Great tip. We're going to go back to the phones and we're going to talk to Dana who's calling us from Jupiter. Good morning, Dana. Good morning. Welcome back. I'm Thank you. I'm calling to say thank you to you and Earl and the family. You helped my brother-in-law, Richard, get his uh, hybrid RAV4 the other day. And he is smiling through the day and night. He is so happy. My sister is happy. They're they're just thrilled with all the work you put into it. And uh, I just want to say thank you. Dana, thank you so much for this call. Dana, how long did he have to wait for that? They put in the order in December. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it was a long journey, Dana. Be, yeah, they were going to be leaving. They're leaving on Tuesday to take the auto train up north, and they the car was due next week, and you guys scrambled and made it happen, so they have their brand new car. Yeah, we talked. They were very happy, very, very happy. Yeah. Thank you so and much you for the call. you gave them a great deal on their trade-in. You gave them a great deal on their trade-in, and... I'm just so happy because I recommended you guys, and you've come through. So I really I appreciate it, and thank you so much. Thank You're you. quite welcome. Everyone here thanks you. They're, everyone is smiling. I'm smiling. See, there's, <laughs> there's Stu smile. You can't see me. There's was, Rick smile. <laughs> it was like a warm. Jonathan smile. It was a warm grin of gratitude. We needed, we needed a positive comment after yeah. Frank slapped us for Dana. the uh, service advisor trying to charge him a $90 diagnostic fee. So <laughs> that makes us even. So. <laughs> Thank you, Diana. <laughs> well, I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad everything is well, and you have a fantastic Father's Day. Oh, thank you so much, Diana. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dana. You. You're very welcome. You take care. You're welcome. Uh, I have to include, too, that there are several fathers uh, sitting around me, and I want to, well, wish each and every one of them a very happy Father's Day. That's Stu, Rick, and Jonathan. Thank you. Enjoy your thank day. You. Have a ball. Eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, or you can text us at seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. You know, the Consumer Report is just—I uh, it, it, always say how amazing it is, uh, but. <coughs> while Nancy's while Nancy's coughing, uh, Nancy is. I'm taking Nancy, Rick's place. Nancy's making me a blueberry pie for Father's Day, Ooh. and and I mean from scratch. She got the shortening and the flour and the fresh blueberries, and I'm going to have. And a I bought a rolling pin. Blueberry and, pie and, and, and a rolling pin. Yeah, you're taking your life. taking your life into your hands. I tried to talk you out of the rolling pin. I said, please don't buy the rolling pin. A little taste of Maine. There you go. 
<laughs> but at any rate, I've regained my composure. Allergy, allergy, allergy seasons. Rick can relate to me, oh, and yeah. of course, so can Stu. Uh, but at any rate, the uh, Consumer Report, both of them, uh, the June edition. If you didn't pick that one up, it's got uh, so many, so many used cars that are just the. Well, they give you a list of the most reliable, so June edition is uh, a plus. And, of course, July, the best cards to get on the road with. And everyone, well, I hope everyone is taking some of those summer trips. And, and remember, the just, worst car is more important than the best car. You just don't want to touch that with a 10-foot pole. Yeah. You know, well, that's another car, show. There's only one best car, but you can buy the next one, the next one. If you, if you take the top five and the Consumer Reports recommendations, you can't go wrong. Just don't take the bottom five. Exactly. So uh, take a look at the road report and uh, several other topics that are in both June and July. We're going to go back to the phones and we're going to talk to Henry, uh, who's calling from Jupiter. Good morning. Good, Good morning. morning. How are you today? Good. Earl, thanks for the phone number last week for the uh, Infinity dealer up in Stewart. Oh, glad. I'm glad that Great. did it work. Well, it ended up, uh, just to follow up, the Infinity dealer down here, a Schumacher, has made an offer to my daughter to say, tell me what you want to make it right. Oh. And uh, she's yet to answer that question. She's trying to figure out what the damaged car would be worth as opposed to a car that's never been in an accident. I see. Hmm. Well, that's... Uh that's fair. If, if, as long as you get an honest determination, uh, that would should make you whole. Yeah, so I didn't know uh, if you could uh, uh, weigh in on that question. Uh, you know, the car was in there for three months. So obviously, you know, there was a fair amount of work, sure. I guess, that was done. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you're right. That, that wasn't a, a dented fender. That was something pretty serious. Hmm. So, uh, you know, I mean, it's going to come back to buy. Now, the, the car is still not showing Carfax. I mean, they didn't, doesn't appear yet, which was the thing that basically, you know, she was not aware of the Carfax when she bought it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when she goes to trade it or whatever, if the Carfax appears, she's going to be having to answer to that. Exactly. And she's not aware of it. So I don't know if... If a thousand dollars is reasonable, or five thousand dollars. Well, you know, you have to kind of know the the severity of the of the collision and repair. Uh, but uh, uh, Stu is better; he's more on top of appraisals than I am. But if it was a, a three month repair, if I was just going to shoot from the hip, uh, something that took three months at a body shop to repair is probably going to gig that car by a good twenty percent. It's well. You're going to look at what, what okay, without full disclosure for a guy's just appraising the car, metering the paint, and looking at the damage and seeing where there's areas of bondo. Yeah, I mean, a longer time in the shop implies a larger area that's worked on, so it's going to look like a lot of uh, body work. And yeah, it'd be it could be as significant. Twenty percent, I think, is you're being um, a little bit too kind in yeah, some cases. Yeah, it's it's serious money. Uh, it's just simple uh, logic. You know, you've got to use car lot, two cars side by side. Uh, one of them has been in a major accident, the other one hasn't, which one would you buy? And so the one that wasn't a major accident, uh, people walk around, so you have to lower the price to retail it. So therefore, 
uh, trade-in wise, a smart dealer is gonna is gonna say, listen, this car was in a serious accident. Yeah. Normally, I could give you twenty-seven thousand dollars for this, but I'm only only gonna give you eighteen because of the fact it's been an, in an accident. It's been hurt, so to speak. Yeah. I miss, was it? Was it? Did this start with a, a call last week, sir? Was this? Because uh, I wasn't. I was. I was but sick last week. Some direction and they'll give me the infinity owner's name in Stewart who sold it the car and got it from Schumacher okay. down south. You were here when that was Mercado. Gus Mercado. Yeah. So, well, that, that's good. Uh, I'm glad that I'm glad that you're uh, getting some uh, resolution to this, Henry, and keep us posted if uh, um, if you have any more information. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Henry. You're welcome. Okay, um, text, yeah. uh, YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a text that came in here from Bob, um, longtime texter. He says, good morning. My question is, do car manufacturers charge all of their dealers the same price, um, excluding all promotions for volume, et cetera? The second part of your question was very smart. So, yeah, without those uh, dealers, the same car is sold to every dealer at the same price. But there are these stair-step incentives, which effectively um, lower the cost to certain dealers based on their sales. Now, uh, that's not really a factor now because um, of the way the inventory situation is. But great question. But, yeah, yeah it's a simple question. Dealers pay the same on the invoice uh, for the cars. For the cars, right. Yeah. And uh, that was the last one. Rick, any, any Rick. popping in over there? I got a couple over here. Uh, let's see. Uh, this one in from Charles. He says, good morning, all. Um, is a used... 2022 Subaru Wilderness with 798 miles on it at uh, $29,760 worth it as opposed to a new one going between $36,500 and $42,000. What what year is the used one? (coughs) Uh, The used one is a 22. Okay. With 798 miles, so on it's it. essentially like a, a, a new one, yeah. I, I, and and then the used one, the new one is more than the used one. Thirty-six thousand five hundred to forty-two thousand. Yeah. Get, get the used I, one. That's crazy. I yeah, I would jump on that seven hundred ninety-eight yeah. mile well, car. Pretty well, good deal. But I'd also wonder why that used car right now is being priced that much lo- less because right now it should be more. <laughs> True. Yeah. So and and unless it's seriously been damaged in an accident or it's being sold by an ethical yeah, dealer do, you do, do your due, be, yeah. do your due diligence uh get a uh a, a mechanic to check the car over look at the carfax report uh and if the car is as represented it's a steal yes. mm-hmm. yeah how about that odometer maybe they'll check into that too mm-hmm. uh <clears throat> as as far uh, as far as uh, 789 isn't that what you said it's just under 800 miles yeah yeah. But if if it's a 2022 car, odds are 800 miles could be right about right on the money. But can it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go back to the phones, guys, and uh, we're going to talk to Mark in Palm Beach Gardens. Good morning, Mark. Good morning to all. Earl, I just have a comment on the article that you quoted uh, in reference to body shop use of aftermarket parts or original OEM parts. Yeah. Usually, those um, parts, usage of those parts, are usually dictated by one's policy that they have purchased through their auto insurance company. Mm-hmm. Now, when a repair starts off, that um, you know, let's say a policy calls 
for uh, use of aftermarket fenders or bumpers, uh, the customer's kind of really stuck, to, you know, regardless of who repairs the car. Mm-hmm. The only difference is, is that uh, usually a dealership, if they have good body shop management, they're going to imply, uh, you know, tell the customer that they can't guarantee those repairs unless the parts are from the manufacturer. Yeah, Mark. There's the aftermarket all, parts. There's also the profit incentive. If you if you have a Subaru and it was in an accident, and you take it to a independent body shop, they're going to have to go to the Subaru dealer and buy the parts. Uh, or they're going to have to buy the aftermarket parts. They're, they they have to source the parts. If you take it to a Subaru dealer's body shop, they have the parts already because they de- they're a dealer and they're licensed to get those parts at a much lower price. So they they don't have to go outside and source the parts. They have the parts. So there's a double motivation. If you have a body shop that really cares about their customer, they're obviously going to push for OEM parts, especially on crash parts. Because if, if you have a, a fender or a bumper, that, that bumper has never been safety tested if it's an aftermarket. If it's a OEM part on a, uh, on a Subaru, that has been through NHTSA crash testing, and it's a very safe part. So you have a profit motivation if the Subaru dealer body shop, and you also have the concern for the customer motivation. The independent body shop, all he's got is a profit motivation. Right. But my point is, being from the customer's point of view, that um, their insurance company is only going to re- um, you know, reimburse the repairs for what the policy covers. So point one would be when a customer goes out, uh, 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 owner, when they go to buy their insurance policy, make sure the policy includes the usage of OEM parts. Um, and you can pay a little higher premium to get that. But also... I wasn't aware mean, of that, Mark. I didn't know uh, that. As far as the profitability is... That if, uh, like you said, if the dealer re- really cares, rather than asking the customer to come out of pocket and say, hey, you know, there's a $150 difference between that bumper and our bumper, you know, the aftermarket part, that sometimes they'll lower their profit margin in order to be able to use those. But somebody's got to come out of pocket for the uh, price difference between the OEM and the aftermarket. Well, say my point, so Mark, is... My point is that the the coming out of pocket is much greater if you don't have a franchise for that uh, particular car. If I'm a Subaru dealer, I have a franchise. I buy cars. I buy my parts 40% cheaper uh, than somebody that comes in and buys that part from me. Average markup on these parts is about 40%. So if I buy my car parts from Subaru, I have a much lower cost to be able to put them on that car and meet the insurance company's requirements. Also, sometimes you just need some advocacy on the part of the dealer. Uh, you can persuade an adjuster sometimes, not all the time, uh, but and depending on the insurance company, you can persuade an adjuster that an OEM part is not good on this car, and particularly when you have the customer on your side, the two of you can team up against the insurance company and say, listen, we want an OEM bumper. We don't want a bumper manufactured in Taiwan that has never been through crash testing. Yeah, well, 
Uh, we could talk for a, a long time about this subject, but my only point being is ultimately somebody's got to come out of pocket. And usually the repair shop doesn't want to come out of uh, a profit uh, or loss, depending on what the insurance companies pay for. But it, it, that is true. Uh, now, we have to understand one thing, an appraiser that comes out and does the appraisal on the damaged vehicle has no hands in what the usage of the parts Again, it is dictated by the policy, mm-hmm. not by the inspector or the adjuster that actually handles the claim in the office. No, well, so my, my basic point was just to remind <clears throat> or inform your listeners mm-hmm. that when you go to buy an insurance policy, make sure your policy covers original equipment parts uh, from the well, manufacturer. Mark, I'm going to challenge you on that. I, I don't think there is such a policy, but uh, I could be wrong. I'm going to double-check that. I did not know that you could go to a State Farm or Allstate and say, I want a policy that will guarantee OEM parts only. Uh, if that's true, then I'd have to check to see how much more you'd pay. But, uh, yeah, if that's if that's certainly something you should consider if that's a fact. I wasn't aware that that was the case. Yeah, well, I have a policy just like that. Okay, well, then and you the know. the reason yeah. why I know is because I spent 37 years in the auto body business. No. Which insurance know. company was it? But, uh, like, I say, like I say, the insurance company is trying to save money just like mm-hmm. uh, everybody else is. Okay. It's a profit and loss situation for them. Yeah. So Mark, what was the uh, name of the uh, insurance company? Part, what was the name, of the, yeah, the name of the insurance company that will give you a policy guaranteeing OEM parts? All state. All state. state. Okay. Okay. I didn't know that. All state and state farm. Very good. Okay. Mark, thank you very much. Good good advice. Have a good day. You too. Bye bye. Thanks, Mark. Give us a call again. We love hearing from you. Yeah, I'm looking up. There's a few things. OEM coverage is added coverage that you can get. Okay. I didn't know that. I I didn't either. I only saw it on this one uh, AmFam insurance, but I haven't looked at the other. um, Is that in the small print? Uh, no, I just Googled, uh, can you get car insurance policy that covers OEM parts? And uh, the first thing that came up is AmFam insurance. And it says AM, OEM coverage is added coverage to help you get original parts for cover repairs. That's an additional coverage. Mark, if you're listening, uh, thanks for that. Yeah. We didn't know that. And also, uh, we're going to research this and find out how much more expensive it is. I mean, it could be really ridiculously more expensive. And it also could be something that most buyers of insurance they're not aware of. I mean, if we're not aware of it and we're in the business, yeah. I guarantee you there are a lot of buyers out there. So yeah. thank you for that very valuable information. Absolutely. Mark, give us a call next week, please. Um, we are going to go to Bennett, who's been holding from West Palm Beach. Good morning, Bennett. Hey, good morning, guys. Happy Father's Day to all. Thank you. Hello. Uh, thank you. That's my little dog, Rich, there. <laughs> oh, is that? Um, <laughs> my little girl. A um, couple of questions. Um, I was wondering about if the manufacturer sells the cars to companies at the same price for every, you know, for every car to to all uh, uh, car companies. Is it the same price? Uh, they uh, manufacturers cannot sell or to the, go by volume. Yeah, the manufacturers don't sell cars to anybody but dealers. Uh, they kind of do uh, with fleet business, uh, but they include the dealer because state law requires that everybody's got to buy a car from a car dealer. This is the reason we have Earl on cars because the dealers have a unique fl- franchise that uh, 
you can't buy a Buick from anybody but a Buick dealer. So General Motors can't sell anybody a car except a dealer. And then the dealer turns around and marks it up $5,000 over a sticker, and there you are. You can't, there's nothing they can do about it. So, so uh, the price that they charge the fleets, the Hertzes and the Avises, is actually uh, a uh, uh, subsidized price, and they get, they get away with it by putting it through the dealer and paying him a uh, pittance uh, commission uh, for going through them as a fleet sale. But it, it, not now with supply and demand situation because the manufacturers aren't selling any rental car companies' cars uh, because there aren't enough cars. They're going to all of the dealers, and the dealers are selling them to the rental cars over MSRP. So that's the way that goes. Okay, another question, if you don't mind. Sure. Uh, this, this, because this is inevitable, uh, when you relinquish your car dealership through health reasons or another reason, uh, and Stuart, I, I assume, will take over the business, would he change anything uh, uh, about your business that you don't know about yet, or will he actually take over the business? Uh, yeah, you uh, you have due diligence if you're buying a, another dealership, and uh, uh, you, 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 you really have... Uh, you need to carefully analyze a lot of things, liabilities, if there's lawsuits outstanding, libelous lawsuits, and typically you don't buy the, co the company uh, when you buy another dealership. You buy the assets, and then you have a separate contract for what they call goodwill or blue sky. But uh, you don't, uh, one of the rules of thumb when you're buying anything, uh, especially a car dealership, never buy the corporation. When you buy a corporation, you buy all of their liabilities and all their responsibilities, and you could buy a corporation, ABC Chevrolet dealership, and then a year later, a woman that worked for that dealership that you didn't even own can sue you for sexual harassment or, or, or for lying and cheating and stealing. I mean, you never want to buy a corporation. And I just want to let all the, uh, the, the uh, listeners know that um, my insurance rates were hiked again because insurance companies just don't care. There's no loyalty anymore. So I got fed up last week, and uh, I checked another company, and I have Allstate now, and I went to another company, and not only do I'm getting uh, a better policy, uh, but it's half the amount. Yeah. So I just wow. want people to know yeah. to check their company because there's no loyalty anymore and get your rates down. It's just like credit cards. If you call your credit card company, they'll lower your rate if, if, uh, if you're in good standings. Yeah, that is a great tip. And everybody listening, be sure you understand you can save thousands hundreds of dollars uh, hundreds I went of, from 1400 yeah. for two cars yeah to 600 on two cars never say better policy exactly you never stay with the same insurance company more than two or three years uh, always shop and compare uh, a new company will buy your business uh, they'll come down to take geico will take it away from allstate state farm will take it away from uh, you know progressive uh, very very competitive so uh, when you're thinking about it next time, shop your insurance, your auto insurance. I guarantee you, you'll save hundreds of thousands of dollars, and it's uh, worth uh, 
uh, every four years. Never go more than four years without shopping your auto insurance. Mm-hmm. Right. Great advice. Okay, guys. Thanks so Thank much. Thank you so much. Happy Father's Day. Let's get on to the mystery uh, report. <laughs> Thank you so much. Have a good Bennett. one. Thanks. Happy Father's Day. Bye-bye. <clears throat> uh, I think we're going to wrap things up with some texts and some YouTubes. Um, all I have right now, I have a follow-up from Anne-Marie talking about the Coral Castle. She said she went down there, and she recommends it as a fantastic day trip. Um, when we had, uh, when I wasn't talking, I, was, I looked it up. It looks pretty impressive. It looks like Stonehenge. I mean, actually a lot more attractive than Stonehenge. It's really neat. Mm-hmm. I might take the uh, kids down there this summer. Yeah, I've, I've heard about it. In fact, I might have even seen it. I the mean, pictures I, are pretty amazing. Uh, maybe I saw those pictures of it. Yeah. They're this giant um, limestone blocks <clears throat> made of coquina coral. Um, and, it, and, and I looked at these giant several-ton blocks are like mm-hmm. 20 feet up in the air, and, and he didn't let anybody see them. He built this in the 30s, and well, no one saw him build it. <laughs> the interesting part is he built it, and there was an issue with neighbors nearby, and he then moved the entire thing several miles and rebuilt it. <laughs> He also actually, he I'm sorry. Twice. Uh, he also had a castle in Lake City that he moved down to Miami. So the guy's crazy. Uh, uh, Ed, <laughs> and amazing. Ed, Edward Leeds Skellen, I think, is his name. Yeah, I, I've I've been there. It's a pretty cool place. Uh, well, I got one little note from Donovan here. Uh, he says uh, the caller is incorrect on the Mustang EV recall. He says it does not actually catch on fire. It says the cable gets hot and the connector breaks from excess current as it was designed to do, kind of like a circuit breaker type deal. Uh, so it would not cause a fire. However, it does mean that the vehicle will lose power when that connector separates. So again, folks, uh, is my car recalled? Uh, search NH- NHTSA, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. You simply put in your VIN number and it will tell you if there are any open safety recalls on your car do this at least once a month, once every couple of months. Just be aware because these safety recalls, they do not cost you anything to have them done. You go to the dealership, they will get it done for you. If they don't have the parts available, here's a little trick for you. Say, I really don't feel safe driving this car with this safety recall open. And they're required to get you a car. They will get you a, a rental car. And the manufacturer pays for it all you don't pay a dime but your car gets fixed and you're back on the road again safely great information mm-hmm. great information uh, we have a uh, mystery shopping report to get to if you guys are I'll all caught up, up. yeah let me do one thing before we get to the mystery shopping report there's a great article in automotive news and uh front page uh, had to do uh had to do with uh, Jim Farley. This is our our hero. He's the CEO of Ford. And Stu and Nancy and I know know him from the days when he was running the Scion division, which no longer exists at Toyota. And we always thought he was a really cool guy, and he was an honest person. He understood the customers. He understood uh, respect for your customers and and being honest with them that was the whole concept of the scion that was a new division of toyota well it didn't work that was what 20 years ago Stu, that that happened oh my god yeah and uh it was back when (laughs) things were even more uh wild west than they are today the dealers the toyota dealers just uh raped 
the Scion concept, uh, took advantage of it, uh, destroyed it. Jim Farley ran with the tail between his legs. Uh, he went to Lexus for a while, and then he ended up with Ford. But he's got, he's a good man. And here, I want to read you something. Uh, with the electric vehicles with Ford, and there's going to be some new policies. And Jim, Jim Farley is leading Ford in those new policies. And he's been, he spoke before a group, not an automotive group. Uh, it was a group that had to do with uh, just uh, uh, strategy and business. And he, he was telling like it is the way Ford's going to be doing things. Uh, uh, and he's thinking about competing with Tesla. So he, he respects Tesla. Uh, he, doesn't, uh, he doesn't laugh at Tesla. He doesn't poke fun at Elon Musk. He understands this Tesla corporation has got some ideas that we can adopt. So uh, Ford CEO, I'm reading from Automotive News, Ford CEO Jim Farley speaking this month at the Bernstein Strategic Decisions Conference in New York said he expected Ford to offer a better retail experience than Tesla and other direct sale startups. Listen to this quote. I think our dealers can do it. But the standards are going to be brutal, he said. They're going to be very different than today. Farley specifically mentioned non-negotiable pricing. Wow. 100% online sales. And, I mean, that is revolutionary. Very revolutionary. Revolutionary. And uh, he's talking about electric vehicles, but... That's all you're going to be buying in yeah. 20 years, folks. Yeah, so, what are the two divisions? He called the the new four division is the uh, blue. Yeah. No, the blue is the old one. Yeah, he, he's separate. Uh, That's going to wither and atrophy, yeah. and the electric yeah. division is going yeah. to explode. Exactly. So here's Ford leading the charge. God bless you, Jim Farley. Uh, I hope I hope that you the dealers are out to get you. <laughs> they don't like this, and uh, and. Uh, they, they were Farley also came out in this meeting he advocated a 100% unconditional 7 day guarantee Unbelievable. I wonder where we heard that from and the dealer shot that down <laughs> and he, he, he backed off on that so anyway there, there is a light at the end of the tunnel and the way you car buyers will be treated and uh, Ford's leading the charge on this Tesla well actually Tesla's leading the charge Ford is following Tesla but in 20 years, lucky, uh, yucky, you real young people going out buying your first car are probably going to have a real advantage. So that's what that's all I got to say that's about that. That's great information. Now we got to do the well, we've really met uh, a few good men along the way: Carter, Lentz, Farley, to name a few. Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to get to the mystery shopping report, oh, is, yeah. and that took place in uh, Starling at uh, Starling Buick in Stewart by Agent Lightning. And uh, it's real important, folks, for you to grade this mystery shopping report. And you can do so by texting uh, your grade to 772-497-6530. Now, here you have the recovering car dealer and the mystery shopping report. When I read this, Starling Buick of Stewart, I said, what's that? I, I never heard of it. Mm -hmm. And, of course, very few people have. Uh, uh, new, a new dealer. About a year ago, the business was already feeling the inventory pinch. In June of 2021, prices were already going up, but they were far from the peaks that we're seeing today. 
Uh, my dealership was raising prices, but we still had a few months to go before going all the way to MSRP. I, every time I say that, I, I choke. I get emotional. No one was running uh, ads for big discounts back then except for Carl's Buick, and that's the name I recognize, Carl's Buick in Stewart, Florida. I thought they were still there. Their website uh, stuck out like a sore thumb, advertising a $5,000 discount of a brand new 2021 Buick Enclave. Of course, that got our attention. We mystery shopped them. Agent Lighting actually got the discount. Most of it uh, was a uh, factory. Uh, um, uh, with, well, the, the, uh, I got ahead of myself here. Uh, the, the discount was a factory discount, and the additional charge were the usual junk fees added to the price. And to be accurate, uh, as I said, was a, was a factory discount. But it was pretty good. I mean, it was uh, no skin off Carl's Buick's teeth. Prior to last year's mystery shop, Carl's Buick hasn't performed too well. They've used bait-and-switch ads with unobtainable rebates, and as I mentioned, the standard slate of junk fees. This week, Agent Lightning found out that Carl's Buick is no more. A little research revealed that Carl Fisher retired last year and sold his Carl's Buick to a little-known small group known as the Starling Automotive Group. Never heard of them. Mm -hmm. Starling consists of Alan Starling and three sons, kind of like us do, mm -hmm. right? And uh, Andrew, Jack, and Walker, they're the sons. They have six dealerships, including the newly acquired Carl's Buick, uh, five dealerships in Florida, one in South Carolina. It's so exciting to test the waters in a brand new dealership, uh, or mostly brand new. It's been there six months under new ownership, so we can expect some changes. New ownership means new management, new culture, new ads, new tactics. Uh, the changes can be good or bad. For the sake of our listeners on the Treasure Coast, let's hope they're good. Now, I'm thinking back about Rigo, and they sold out to the Morgan Auto Group, what, three or four years ago? No, not even that long. Yeah, a short time ago. Yeah. And uh, nothing much has changed, has it? Same same yeah. place. Yeah. But we'll see what happens here. And there's a lot of a lot of dealers are changing. I'm, I can't stay up on top of it. Dealers are being sold and, and bought and sold like crazy all over the country. Everybody's excited. Uh uh, there, there are a lot of dealers say, boy, a perfect time to bail out because I get an uh, incredibly high price for the dealership. And there are other people saying, boy, we're just going to keep money and making well, money like this forever. Money. I'll pay any price. And so it's a seller's market for car dealerships, and the sellers are making a fortune. Uh, speaking in the first person, I am Agent Lightning. I arrived at noon and was greeted by a customer service uh, a person at the front desk. I told her I was in the market for a new car. I wanted to take a look at what they had in stock. Uh, the lady introduced me to a nearby salesman named Lee. Lee said that he would be more than happy to assist me today. We shook hands. He took me to his work area. Lee had an extensive battery of questions to ask me about my preferred vehicle. I answered everything to the best of my ability, and we determined that the perfect vehicle for me was the 2022 Buick Encore GX Select FWD, what a mouthful. The names for cars are getting longer and yeah. longer and longer. When I say, when I say select F just, just Encore. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but I mean, what a weird name. I mean, just... Uh, Lee asked for my license and walked me outside to the side lot to find the car. His sales manager, Corey, came outside to meet us. He said he had the key to the Encore for us. The MSRP was 27780 which included a $50 credit because uh, there were no heated seats. Lee said... As soon as the chips became available, he called a range to have them installed. But he had no idea 
how long that would take. That sounds pretty cheap for heated seats, doesn't it? Yeah. 50 bucks. I mean, that doesn't sound like much of a credit. I'd yeah. want more than that. <laughs> yeah, I don't get that. Uh, we test, uh, drove the Encore. I uh, do a lot of construction. Our excursion ended up taking over 40 minutes. I guess they're expanding the dealership. Uh, Lee was apologetic. We returned to the dealership. Lee asked what other vehicles I was considering. I said I was also looking at Ford Escapes. I asked Lee if they were selling a blue MSRP. He said he wanted to be really upfront with me and said they were adding $3,000 to MSRP because of the car shortage. But he added he would still try to give me a good deal and keep me from buying elsewhere. Lee said that other dealers were selling their cars for $10,000 to $15,000 over MSRP. I said, yikes. And then I told him to go get me a good deal. The games begin. Let the games begin. Lee said he needed to get the numbers from Corey, the manager. Here we go. Back and forth, back and forth. He was gone for 15 minutes. He returned with a worksheet. Uh, I, I, this, is, this is a deja vu thing. Every shopping report, right, Stu? Mm-hmm. Every time it's the same old game. Same old game. And remember what I said earlier about Jim Farley and Ford? He's going to stop the games. Yeah. No negotiating. No the reason it's the same is it's it's all there's basic sales training and it's all yeah. it's all hinges around the, the ten steps of the sale. So everything yeah. we see here, I, I have deja vu because when I was trained as a salesperson, yeah. I'm like, okay, he's doing that. I know yeah. it's coming next because yeah. it's a it's a it's a process. Yeah, this all goes back to the days of horse trading in the old west, and that's what it was yeah. negotiating. You know, say, what do you give me my, for my stallion? You know, I'll give you this pile of buffalo hides right, and uh, right, right. and we're still doing the in the Grabbing. Top line with MSRP, a two hundred fifty dollar rebate came up, but the price started to go up. They added a three thousand dollar market value adjustment, MVA, uh, one hundred twenty one dollars in taxable fees, aka hidden fee, dock fee, junk fee, and an eight ninety nine dealer fee, aka junk fee, hidden fee. Uh, Starling uh, Buick's price was $4,020 over MSRP, and the salesman just said it was 3000 So there was the first lie. Lee asked me what I was thinking. I said I was thinking I wasn't paying $4,000 over MSRP. <laughs> yes, if I would do business with them today, here we go. Can I, get, can I earn your business today? If you could split the difference with me, I'll go back to the manager. So here we go. It's, it's like a dance. You know, Lee asked me what it would take, so I told him to get out, get my out-the-door price to MSRP or less. He left to speak with Corey again. A few minutes later, both men came back. Uh-oh. Corey said he understood I wanted to look at another car. I shook my head. I said I wanted to discount the Encore we were working on. Corey said I should drive another car that might work better in my budget. The takeaway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I said I wanted him to make this car work my budget. Corey encountered that, and, and you know that's a sales tactic. That's a subtle sales tactic. You're suggesting to the person they that can't they afford can't it. afford it, right. and so you say you All want right. the you want the emotion to be. I'll teach him that I can afford it. I'll say, Oh yeah, I can afford that. I'll take it. Yeah. I really, I taught him back back a long time ago. <laughs> they probably customers probably actually did that. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a little more subtle now, but yeah, they exactly. get that same emotional response. Yeah. I said I wanted to uh, make this car work on my budget. Corey countered that he didn't even know if I was serious about buying this car. He said that if I could show I was serious by giving him a deposit. I mean, this is really old school. 
well, I don't have any cash with me. Uh, give me your watch. <laughs> I'm serious. Give me your they take any, anything of value, your wedding ring. They take, this is old school. And letting him run my credit. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm going to run your credit. I want to see if you can knock your head off in the uh, box in the F&I department. He'd go to his general manager to see if he would remove the $3,000 market adjustment. You notice he didn't say he's going to remove it. He's going to go to the manager and see if he'll remove right. it. And, and you know. he's the manager, so what's going on here? <laughs> right. What's the general manager going to say? I'm going to call my dad. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I balked at this. He said he knew I was also concerned Ford's. He told me that Ford is marking the cars up 10000 20000 even 30000 over sticker, right. and he's only going 3000 <sighs> I shrugged my shoulders, said sorry, and walked out. So there we go. That's a classic old school. Sterling, I'm guessing, never heard of him, but I bet old man Sterling started out in the business a long time ago, and he's teaching his sons to do it exactly the way he always did it, and that's what they're doing. And here we are, it's voting time. Yeah, uh, I got one. Mark uh, has got has got a great company. He says not as bad as most. A C that just came in, and I'm not sure if I'm agreeing with Mark. I was uh, it was going okay until Corey got involved, and 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 I didn't really write it down. Uh, Agent Lightly indicated in the shop that she started feeling some pressure from um, from Lee. And it was, uh, but it was, it was kind of vague. She said she was feeling the pressure, so she was getting that vibe before um, Corey came in the picture. And mm. Corey, Corey sat down and did the full old school close on her. Mm. And, and what really bothers me, and I don't like this, is going to give him an automatic reduction of one letter grade. When you say things, prove to me that you're serious. Yeah. Um, what, what, what is this? Is not a game. There's a person coming in to buy a car. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're serious on some level. She got out of bed and drove to the dealership. So um, I'm going to give them a, um, a D. That's my, my grade. Yeah, I, I, yeah I, I, I don't disagree with it. I, I, I think it's, it's all dealers think the same thing and try. The, the dealers have modernized their techniques. Uh, this old school is even old school for the automobile business, which the whole thing is old school. But this is just older school. So I understand your point. It's, uh, you don't yeah. insult the customer. Yeah. Uh, to earn his business, the the newer dealers, the uh, the the modern dealer, they're still trying to screw the customer, but they're doing it in a subtle manner so the customer doesn't realize he's being taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. Any more votes? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Stu, you got any more over there? Uh, Bob gives him an F. Uh, I don't have any on Facebook here. I think we just the, just the two. Okay, I've got Negan one with a D minus. I've got Wayne with a big F. Guy Larrabee, Starling gets a C- minus from me. Tom Steckel, due to the current grade shortage, I have is a D. We can factory order a higher grade. Too many old school tactics. Uh, Tim Gilliland, I'd walk out too. C-. minus. Brian Sidlacko, it's an F for me too. Mark Ryan, D-. minus. Uh, myself... It's it's the old school game, so uh, D minus, uh, not quite failing, but um, they're down there. Oh, and Cram sixteen twenty four F. Don't insult the customer. Cram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's uh, you gig them on not dishonesty for that, just stupidity. I think is is uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna try to take advantage of them, just try, try to be smart about right. it. <laughs> hey, hey, this, okay, I, I, another thought is like. 
they are in the best position they've ever been in their lives. That salesperson, that sales manager is making more money than they ever did. There is no need for pressure. When they say, hey, somebody else is going to come along the road in 10 minutes and buy the car, it's probably true. Lighten up, give people a good experience, and then somebody will buy your overpriced car. On the other hand, remember, they're selling Buicks. And, uh, and so it's not... Maybe there's not a lot of people coming in. Yeah, I, right. I mean, I, it's an, I haven't checked... Uh, I mean, Buick, you just don't hear the name I mean, th- th- there's some. I mean, I've seen they're doing well with some SUVs that the Encores and the Enclaves are, are yeah. actually kind of popular, and they get some decent reviews. I've seen some good stuff on Consumer Reports for them, yeah. too. So I'm a little, We'll check the sales volume. I think they're, plan- they're also another division of GM that's going to plan on going all electric. So let's see what they're, they're, they're mm-hmm. launching. Do you remember the Buick Electra? Oh, sure. Okay, well, they're relaunching the Buick, Buick Electra oh, wow. as an electric car, and oh, I thought, I like that's that. probably one of the best names for an electric car I ever heard. So oh, let's, see, let's see how, how they do, and I oh, wish them luck. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, folks, um, they say there's strength in numbers. I don't think that applies to Lee or Corey. There's five of us here. And uh, for me, uh, the laundry list is just a, a little bit too long for me. I don't like to be subjected to stress and pressure. So uh, for that, I give Starling Buick of Stewart an F. Yeah, yeah. Nancy said that in the car. And we Even were, though you and I talked about yeah, that. I, I, I was arguing with her about that, but I changed my mind um, thinking about what Stu said about the, uh, about the insulting and the other... Uh, it's too old school, so I'm a lower. I was going to say a C. I'm a lower my grade to a D uh, because of the older than old school tactics yeah. and insulting the customer. I uh, I feel bad about that, but uh, uh, because really the net effect wasn't any worse. It was. Uh, well, we don't need the pressure. Yeah. You don't need to lock the doors. You don't need to offer your firstborn. Uh, it just isn't necessary. Uh, okay, uh, so we'll go down uh, in history with, uh, we'll do a follow-up report, and we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. shop Carl's Buick again and see if they can improve. But they'll be on the recommended list. Uh, I don't know where Schumacher is now. Schumacher's got two Buick dealerships in the area. Uh, um, I don't think they're a D, are they? They're probably up. Schumacher is a C. C, I yeah. think a C plus even. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see if we get, we'll, uh, Carl, we'll give a, uh, uh, Starling Buick a chance to get up to tie with their competition, Schumacher. But right now, Schumacher would be the preferred choice. Uh, uh, we're in short of time. I just have one thing. We go back to, we had a lot of people talking about consumer reports, and I said a couple times, just don't buy the car that they don't recommend. And I'm, I'm, my consumer reports happen to be turned to the page of most reliable brands for five-year-old vehicles. Now, when you're buying a five-year-old vehicle, a used car, you want to be real careful. Uh, There's no new car warranty left. You're out of warranty. And so there's a nice long list here. I'm just going to read the bottom five. That's interesting. The bottom five are Hyundai, Jeep, Chevrolet, Ram, and GMC. So... I would even, you know, and, I, and then they have the caution, the yellow ones. I stay away from them, too. But you got a big choice of the green, the light green, the dark green, the best ones are the dark green. So just don't buy the red. Hyundai, Jeep, Chevrolet, if you're going to buy a, a five-year-old vehicle. GMC, Ram, Chevrolet, Jeep, Hyundai. Now, the Hyundai is a really good car. Uh, a new Hyundai, uh, really good cars. 
the real test of a car is when it's got some age on it because a lot of times you can buy a car and drive it three or four years and it's just fine but a really well-built quality car will last longer than three or four years before it starts to have a lot of bad problems. Definitely. Yeah. And that's your most reliable brands for uh, a five-year-old vehicle. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So again, you know, the Consumer Report definitely worth uh, picking up. Uh, we have a couple of minutes. Do you want to talk about uh, Big Bolt in the automotive news? Uh, yeah, it just uh, that's another interesting conversation. You probably heard about uh, General Motors has uh, lowered the price on their uh, on their 2023 Bolt, uh, $6,000 their SUV, and it sounds pretty exciting. Oh, they're lowering the price on electric cars. Wow! And of course, what that means is the manufacturer is lowering the price. The MSRP, the dealer is going to do whatever the hell he wants to do, and if it's a short supply of Chevrolet Bolts and they're selling well, which they probably will be and there are not many of them on the road, which there won't be, the dealer is going to take away that $6,000 discount in a heartbeat and probably add another 6000 Because the dealer, with the dealer, it's all about how much can he get. And the manufacturer's MSRP means nothing. Proof of fact, MSRP right now is being marked up thousands of dollars. And it could be, ironically, counterintuitively, just a huge profit opportunity for the Chevrolet dealer. Oh. They cut the MSRP, they're going to cut the invoice cost right. too. I just increased my margin. And just increase my margin. So that's. Bigly. Don't get excited about the Chevrolet Bolt. By the way, the Tesla happens to have a higher markup than any other car on the road. And they just increased prices. And they just increased prices again. So Tesla, the manufacturer who sells direct to you, is selling at a huge margin. Elon Musk is making money hand over fist. More per car than any other manufacturer. Exactly, yeah. And more than any dealer. Elon's doing what he wants to do. That's great. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us today. We certainly enjoy your company. You're a huge part of the show. Happy Father's Day to all you daddies out there. Have a wonderful weekend, and we'll be right back here next Saturday morning at 8 a.m.